Right now is the time that we come in that passage where we let our hearts and our minds be satisfied in the Lord. Right now we put our petition before God and he answers us through prayer. And we have a special, a special, whoo, you know how you go to Red Lobster and it's a different kind of food? That's what we're about to get right now, a different kind of food, that Parmesan chicken and such. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with garlic and basil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chili sauce. Amen. Thai seasoning. Amen. Amen. We're building him up because he's an amazing man of God and is succulent in taste of the word. The scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And when we say taste, that means the saliva glands. The saliva glands is hooked up to your mind. So when you think about it, you're thinking about it based on your mind. So when we receive the word, we're receiving it in our minds. And then our minds will give us action in our body and we'll be able to move it forward. Amen. And that's what the word of God does through our assistant pastor and through our pastor. Our Pastor Pastor, who is about to bring the word on amen. today. You all can come on out and set up for him, amen? Because I'm so excited, and I don't want to waste any time setting up. When he comes out, that is the man of God. That is the honored guest who is about to be sanctified and bring the word of God, amen? amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, some of you, we have some guests on today, and you may not know him. But he is an amazing man of God. He has been in the ministry for over 20 years. He is the founder and teacher of the King's Healing Room. And he has been deemed the miracle of God. Amen. When he speaks, amen, I'm a witness that prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, that whatever he has declared that the Lord has told him, it shall come to pass. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yes. And what I love about this man of God is that he is able to speak to you whatever space you are in life. You can be down in your luck, and he'll have a word from God for you. You can be high on the mountain, and he'll have a word of God for you. So let us all stand in honor of the man of God and the office in which he walks in. Amen. Amen. Let us stand as we receive the ministry of our elder, senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill, Sr.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Uh, that introduction just kind of threw me off. Uh, uh, that was awesome. Amen. We thank God for the. We all thank God for the, for the service up until now. We pray the furtherance. You were here when we got here. You are our honored guest on today in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you open up the spiritual eyes and ears of your people that we may receive the richness of your word. In Jesus' name, everybody say thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Um, um, uh, uh, we were all, um, uh, I asked my son Keith yesterday to go to Walmart, Supermart, Super Walmart, and I said, uh, get me some Clorox wipes and some hand sanitizer um, and, uh, and uh, some other things. I need some aspirin, and he called me from the store. He said, Dad, there's, there's nothing. It's, the shelves are just empty. And so now we all know the, the shortages and and one liquor company, their sales went up 60% because uh, uh, there's 40% alcohol. You know, they're like, take one sip, rinse my hands. But this isn't the Westerns where, you know, they take a, you know, they take some, a shot of whiskey and dig the bullet out. And um, um, the uh, CDC, Center of Disease Control in Atlanta, suggests um, well, their guideline is 60% alcohol. And uh, Tito's, uh, just for those that are still wondering how to live holy. Amen. Tito's liquor is 40% alcohol. <laughs> if you have 60% alcohol in your house, you need to find Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to get to this word. Amen. I remember Thunderbird. Oh, that's some old school now. You got to go back a minute. Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean you drink it, but how many, do they still sell Thunderbird? While Irish Rolls, that's like, that's like red Kool-Aid compared to Thunderbird. Thunderbird was like 180%. Come on, y'all. It doesn't mean y'all not saved. Whoever was not saved and drank. <laughs> Let me put my hand down. I guess I'm the only Lord. Lord. I need some folk that hadn't always been saved. Amen. Amen. Thunderbird was about 180. Come on, Mad Dog 2020. Come on, somebody. Y'all better talk back. Come on, don't y'all leave me up here by myself. Come on. It, the, the label said Morgan David, but in the hood it was Mad Dog. MD, because when you drank it, you needed a medical doctor. Y'all know, y'all don't fool around. I'm going to preach this thing now. Amen. Don't leave me up here hanging like I'm like I'm the only one who didn't make it. Didn't make it out alive. Amen. Some folks they took an X-ray of your stomach. You know, just one bottle of MD right here. Amen. It was the strongest grape juice you'll ever drink. And some folk, it's also they only drink it once, and that was enough. Lord, I'll never. If you get me out of this toilet, I'll this this toilet bowl, <laughs> I'll never drink again. We thank God for Jesus. We thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. Amen. I am so encouraged. My soul is full. I went to Elder Jones a minute ago and I said, we can go home. I said, we, we, we've met the criteria for worship. 
Amen. Thank God for our guests on today. Amen. Amen. Let's just all put our hands together and thank God for you, young man. God bless you. I love you, man. I hope to introduce myself to you after church. Amen. Each and every one of you. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, Mother Fame and um, and uh, uh, Elder, uh, our father, um, uh, Father James Hawkins, Amen. affectionately known as Uncle Henry. Yes. Amen. We honor them. Amen. In their absence. Amen. And uh, and um, um, uh, uh, Mother and Father Williams. Amen. Amen. Joe and uh, Willie Mae Williams. Amen. We we honor the uh, the aged. Amen. And. Uh, there's a lot of mistakes in the King James and a lot of words that could be said differently. That's why we read different scriptures and, and different versions. Amen. Uh, but Paul hit the mark oftentimes. He called, he called older women aged and he called old men just old men. So you know he was married. And <laughs> you know he had wisdom. Amen. Uh, a few points before we turn um, to the word on today. Uh, next Sunday, the pastor of my um, youth, um, Pastor John Clark, who I revere and I hold in such high esteem, uh, he has gone on to be with the Lord. And uh, Mother Hazel Clark, uh, she continued to train me long after. Pastor Clark had passed. Um, one of the reasons now why I can't come to church without a jacket on. Amen. Mother Clark sent me a little note. Mother Lyle, were you there? You there? Mother Clark said, I called myself playing the organ. I wanted to learn the organ. I love music. And I Sunday nights, YBWW, I said, let me let me just tinkle and see if I have a see if I have a gift for it. Gotta be step the style something on me. And I came to church one Sunday night without a jacket. I had a white shirt on. It was pressed. I had a tie on and, and everything, you know, slacks and shoes and nice socks and little, little smell good. Come on, somebody say something. Mother Clark, we all know her handwriting, right? Mother Clark sent me a little scribble note on the organ. Uh, one of the ushers sent it to me. And basically the note said, don't you come back in here with no jacket on. I looked at the note. I never even looked up. I looked at the note and I put it to the side. I was afraid to crumble it in front of her. I didn't get an attitude. See, we got a different thing on now. You can't, it's hard for folks to take instruction now. But she saw something in my future that I didn't even see for me. And something, the Lord puts people in our place and in our path. And, she, and, 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 and nobody enjoys chastising and training people. It's not an enviable task. So when people say, I can't wait to pastor, I'm saying, you, you, you better wait. In fact, you better make sure it's something other than, you know, eating strawberries and steak last night and had a bad dream. I don't want to get off on track on that. And, and it's difficult even on Wednesday nights, even no matter what I'm doing. Whenever there is service, it's very seldom you'll see me with an outer jacket. I know whether it's a jean jacket, whether it's casual. But now, that's just me. But she was preparing me for my future. Amen. 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 She saved me in Bible study. Mother Hill, you'll know. Mother Clark, you'll know. I mean, uh, Mother Lively, 
a prophet came through. I believe he's passed now, but he witnessed to you. He told you how many eyes were on your oven and how many wind, how many panes you had in your window. And you're, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And daily bread. And, and he just blessed us and prophesied to everybody. And I just thought it was all right to take an offering. And I took an offering and and, and we gave it was only three or four of us. And the announcement I'm about to make, when I got back to my pastor, that I, that I, that I deviated from protocol. All right. So you don't get here just by doing what you want to do. You got to sit under someone. You have to learn. You make mistakes and you take it. You take, you take the beating and keep on ticking. And you, and you come to the point where you, where you, where you thank God for chastisement. Jesus said, I chastise those whom I love. If he doesn't love you, Jesus not. And uh, I was getting tore up in the office. My pastor was going in. And, and, and the Holy Spirit must have, Mother Clark had mercy. And Mother Clark knocked on the door. I, sh I'm I should wait to tell the story next week. And my, and my pastor said, said, go away, I'm busy. And I'm, my head's down. I'm just taking it. I'm just taking it. Ella, Ella Jones, where are you? <laughs> where are you, Ella Jones? <laughs> Does this sound familiar? God bless you, sir. <laughs> and she's... It's me. Everybody know her voice. And that's not also... It's not just a church mother. It's his mother-in-law. She went family. You go. You open this door, and he walked over there. He opened the door. What do you want? She said, "I'm coming to get my son, Mother Hill." Mother Clark came and saved your boy. Thank you, Mother Clark. Thank you. Woo, Mother. Mother, you hear me right now, Mother? We praise. Give God praise for the save. <laughs> but the lesson was learned. Amen. On next Sunday, I don't know if I've ever been so honored. I don't know if I've ever been so humble um, to have an invitation to minister to the King's Healing Home received by none other than Pastor Eugene G. Akins II. Let's give God praise. Come on, let's give God high praise. Some will remember. Time goes by so fast. The Lord had been placing on my heart the Holy Spirit to honor Mother Akins, Helena Akins, and Pastor Eugene Akins. And we were at the rescue mission, and I don't want to do it here. I want to wait till we get to a better place, and 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 all these things, and and God just. You know, Sunday school was awesome this morning. And part of it was listening to God and hearing from God came up. Amen? Amen. Deaconess uh, Howard. And uh, what a marvelous, uh, awesome, awesome presentation of the word on this morning in Sunday school. I, I, I encourage and invite everyone, uh, come to Sunday school. And... Uh, uh, without going into details, 
Mother Aikens was coming to the twilight of her life on this earth. But how would we have known? And only the timing of God, I, I reached out to Elder Carmen Lacey, and I said, I said, Sister Lacey, can we fit 100 people in here? 10 minutes later, she came back with us with a handwritten sketch and had tables. If we do eight tables, if we do 10 chairs at each table, if we blah, 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 we can fit blah, blah, blah. And that was the sketch that we used. And lo and behold, about 110, 120, 130 people came. And, uh, and we were able to honor out of the request of God and the humility of our ministry to honor El Elder uh, Eugene and Mother Helena Aikens. Uh, and it is with that same urgency. Um, I don't know what the outcome is, and I don't know what the future is. Even Jesus said, the disciples said, well, when, when, is, when are you coming back? Jesus said, I don't, I don't even know my own self when I'm coming back. I have to wait for the Father to tell me. So um, there's no, L. Aikens is in, Pastor Aikens is in, is, he's, Men, women, when you get ready to shake his hand, turn your rings inside out or take them off because you're about to get crushed. His gait is just as strong and healthy, um, but it is with great honor. And I just want to take a moment here because it is with great honor and, um, and great humility that the, the, uh, my pastor, my pastor, Pastor Eugene, I still refer to him as pastor. He's retired. But you, you, you don't retire from certain offices. You, you just go into emeritus or senior and, and consultation. His pastor, his pastor is his son, Pastor Daniel Aikens of Pate Memorial Temple, Church of God in Christ. And I am, I am so honored to have him on next week to come and grace and speak to our ministry in his own way. Is that all right? Let's 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 come out in full force. Amen. Invite someone. Amen. And uh, a great way to introduce uh, maybe a relative or a neighbor or co-worker to uh, the ministry. Amen. Uh, Deaconess uh, Karen Howard is orchestrating a a uh, brunch, if you will, a meet and greet after service. Um, immediately after service. Um, uh, um, come on, it's King's Healing Moon style. Amen. And we'll have a table set up. We just honored Mother Fane, Carrie Fane, on her birthday. And and uh, Deaconess Howard had a nice table. I thought that was spectacular. First class all the way. Amen. And it'll be something similar and, and we'll just have some kibbles and bits. Amen. And um, the King's Healing Room the King's Healing Room is a direct is a direct reflection of Pate Memorial Temple. Amen. Pate Memorial Temple was a teaching church. Pastor Eugene Aikens was and is. He set the standard for me for giving. And what do we have in the King's Healing Room? We are a One of the things that you would hear, comments that you would hear, is when you walked into Peyton Temple, you walked into love. Amen. 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 Find a good child, 
And you have to look no farther than a parent. Is that all right? I am a direct descendant of my spiritual fathers. Amen. And until I actually launched into ministry, they were in this order. Pastor John Clark, Pastor Eugene Akins, and ultimately uh, Pastor Thomas J. And these were the men, these were the ministers that sowed into my life. Amen. When, when, when the uh, Jays came to Peyton Temple, uh, uh, Mother Dorothy J and, and Brother Thomas J, um, I believe neither of them were quote unquote saved. Amen. And I was playing drums and been playing drums since my youth. And I was a church drummer. And here comes Brother Thomas J who played with some of the greats in jazz. And he was a professional jazz drummer. And he turned me on to jazz and gave me jazz records to listen to. And, and we developed a relationship outside of church. Amen. And as time went on, and Mother uh, Dorothy J was a, uh, she was also um, succumbed to end-stage renal disease. And such a bond was created that only God could put together between our families, and in particular, to me and uh, and uh, both Mother Jay and Deacon Jay, then Elder Jay, and then Pastor Jay. Amen. And uh, and so I am honored to uh, to be a part of such a great lineage. And then there are other men and women in my life later. Um, now, Bishop Roderick uh, L. Hennings um, is my bishop. He is my, I am older than him, but I have given him the uh, position of being my older brother. Uh, um, uh, yet I am younger. He is younger than me, but he'll say not by much. But since I'm, well, I went from 29 to 87. Because somebody told me, I, was, I said I was 29, and they said, you look bad. Yeah, they, they, y'all, no, I ain't gonna say no, I ain't gonna say no names, because I'm gonna kick them. So if I say I'm 87, then people are like, oh my God, look at you, you're a miracle. Look at your skin. <laughs> I thought that would go over better than that, okay. <laughs> Apostle James Weaver, how many know he's a friend of the ministry? Yeah. Apostle James Weaver. Amen. He is in Rochester. He's going in right now. He is uh, presiding bishop, uh, James R. Wright of uh, Western New York, number one. And he texted me this morning. He said, I'm in Rochester, and I can't get this far without coming to see you, my brother. So hopefully after church, maybe he'll come to see you, and we'll go get something to eat. Amen. Uh, um, uh, Elder Carly Lacey is feeding, um, so I'm not going to bother you. You don't, you don't have to move. Amen. But uh, Sister Lacey sent me a picture. And I'm looking at this young man. I'm looking at this miracle sitting up, looks like in a couch, and in a chair, uh, queen, queen back chair. And he's grinning, and his eyes is focused on somebody, probably Brother James, on the side. Because I've watched him, and his eyes follow Brother James. He follows Brother James in his voice. And this morning, this morning, I was praying, just preparing for this, this word. 
And I went to my picture and I pulled that picture back up. Daughter, I thank you for sending that picture. And I'm looking at him right now. He's right next to my notes. And I am so encouraged. Let's give God praise for him. Elder Felix Cochran, I still refer to him in the first person. It's it's just, I, I, and I, I know I'm just I'm preaching to the choir, literally. But I, I just, a part of me just, re, you know, I have phantom pain, and I didn't think I was going to have it, but I have limbs missing, and I have digits on my hand missing, and that's, that's obvious. And, and there's a phenomenon called phantom pain, and it's the nerves that have not relinquished life of that missing limb. Mother Hill, we were coming in this morning, and and uh, I just kind of I, I kind of try to keep it under control, but it's like somebody just sh just hitting you with an electrical prod, and I and I felt the front five toes of my left foot. I was in the car with Keith Bryan Jr. earlier in the week. And I and I just got. It's almost like I have an image, invisible image, and it was the it was the insole, the arc of my foot, and I can feel it, and the nerves give the outline of it. It's kind of hard, and I hope no one ever has a personal experience with it. That's how I feel about Felix Cochran. Even though he is missing in the flesh, it's yet my spirit still has nerves that are reaching out to him, and he's still alive to me. A Amen. He was honored uh, uh, by Syracuse University on last week or maybe two weeks ago. And his sister Ola uh, Cochran, Sister Ola Cochran, uh, sent me the, um, by way of Sister Trish, sent me the program. Uh, I suggested to Sister uh, Yvonne Jones this morning, Deaconess Jones, that, and I'll reach out to some of our men, Amazon or maybe used if we find a small display case that can be mounted on a wall that you know glass and open it up and maybe cork inside that we can start displaying um, some of the written material his obituary I still have that I brought that today um, well preserved and uh, in the light in the Felix Cochran library I am so I'm just speechless how God works together and does things. And all we have to do is kind of be listen to obedient. And through Deaconess Jones and her leadership and listening to God and obeying to God and pushing it, we have the, we will have wherever we go, we'll have a pulpit, we'll have chairs, we'll have youth space, <clears throat> we'll have a we'll have a media we'll have media space. I'm talking about physical space in church youth reception area, and you know we're going to have some curies. Amen. <laughs> and we will always have the Felix Cochran Library. Amen. 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 I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Next to last, thank each and every one of you for your prayers uh, on, on uh, February 16th um, after procrastinating and putting off and, and just didn't you know, didn't want to do it, and, and and after a while, my heart just just said, you know, you got to do something. I'm not talking about my heart, my emotions, my physical heart. Um, as I was in the midst of a seven, ten day period of having three amputations, 
within that time frame in January, in early January of 2019. Um, one, uh, Sister Trish, I believe it was Keith, but it was one member of Dr. Khan's team. Uh, Sister Janine, you're here. You may know some of those on that, uh, his surgery team. And one blood marker kept coming up, and of course I'm getting, it seemed to me like I was giving 14 pints of blood a day and uh, monitoring me. And, and it was this one marker that just kept coming back and one of them sent it to a cardiology uh, team just to look at it, just like, I oh, just look at it, maybe something and maybe nothing. Long story <coughs> short, it was revealed that I had two, two out of four heart valves, you only have four, were not functioning properly. One was functioning 20, 30%. The other one, the left ventricular, did I say that right? Yes. Had to slow up. The left ventricular valve was not functioning at all. Your heartbeat comes from your valves closing and opening. The left ventricular valve was just, they call it, they call it whistling. And, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but two surgeons sat at the foot of the bed. It was me in the bed, Trish. I believe Terry was there. I'm not sure who else was there, maybe Crystal, but I know Trish was there. I was heavily sedated, really, really good drugs. So, but when somebody tells you you have two months to live, guess what? I don't care if you want as my grandmother will say, hair on. But boy, you got to stop smoking them reefers. I don't care what drugs you want. When somebody says two months to live, it's like, <laughs> and he stood on my foot and he said, you may have two months, you may have two years. And they, uh, Dr. Khan, my vascular surgeon, fought and went to battle and, and I heard him arguing outside the room and, and uh, can't do it right now. And, uh, when I went in in June or July, they found a abnormal protrusion in my abdomen where my stomach meets my small intestine so they wanted to do something God bless your mother and uh, and so I went in for two scopes in my stomach for that and that came out benign everything was fine but Sister Trish and I had to listen to an anesthesiologist am I right baby girl and the anesthesiologist said well I'm not going to do this because he could die on the table Saints have been through some things. Amen. That should have been a... I'm here talking to y'all now. And that surgeon who was going to prepare for that had to talk down that... I'm talking to him like, I'm right here. You're talking about me and I'm right here. And I'm laying on the gurney ready to go into surgery. And the anesthesiologist, and, and he, he was of Asian... And I said, I only bring that up to say it was already hard to understand what he was saying, but you understand, you understand. He could die on the table. He could die. I'm not going to do this. I'm not. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Lord, what? What's, what's, and to, to battle, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about toiling in rowing. 
the curse of Adam is that we have to work. But God still gave provision in our work. I wish I had some help. Amen. Amen. And and I'm just segueing into in, in, into Mark the sixth chapter. Uh, 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 Mark the sixth chapter, verse forty-five. And it'd be great if I can get a reader. Um, once our reading starts, I have given Deacon Anderson the inevitable task of alerting me when 15 minutes is up. <laughs> Amen. But he'll do it. See, now he's practicing right now. When, when you hear that, it's going to be the altar call. And God bless Mother Hill. We, we honor her, but uh, I've, I've been given the inevitable task to preach in season and out of season. Amen. Amen. Uh, um, every two years, I, two or three years, I have a colonoscopy. And uh, that's my present birthday present to myself. And 2019 was the year, you know, uh, I will say all males, but especially African-American and Latino males, um, at about 30, should be having colonoscopies. And not just a digital exam. Amen. Uh, and Dr. Sun, who performed the, uh, the uh, scopes in my stomach to see what this protrusion was, um, I do have a history with cancer. And um, uh, I've been delivered, but it's hard to convince the medical community that Jesus delivered you. I wish I had somebody who's been delivered Amen. of a health issue. And, uh, and he said, he said uh, I do colonoscopies, and, and I liked him. He, he's a good guy. And he said, but you can't have it right now. And I said, why not? And he said, because you have, your heart, you have too much going on with your heart. He said, let's get your heart fixed, and then you can have a colonoscopy. He says, one less thing to be going under. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I like profile. I look for any other. Uh -oh. Did I say that? Did I say that out of my mouth? Oh, it's the best. Yes. Come on, we're humans, right? Come on, y'all talk to me. Come on, y'all. Hey, man, we been talking about Mad Dog 2020 and Tito's liver and everything else. Hey, man, I'd rather have profile before all of them. Amen. Amen. Who are these people in my closet? Amen. It's the best. Oh, my gosh. This is the church. <laughs> you told me we can't. So many stories, and I'll leak some out as we go along in this journey. And, and so on, on uh, February 16th, uh, two and a half weeks ago, uh, the surgery was performed, uh, non-invasive, to have a, a artificial man-made valve um, inserted into my left ventricle valve. Uh, um, in doing so, uh, my heart was, was purposely stopped for three to five seconds for the valve once it was in place to be inserted. A temporary 
uh, help me, Sister Trish. A temporary pacemaker was installed. Uh, my right side looked like Frankenstein. Uh, Sister Janine, you're afraid to look at yourself. I didn't want to look at myself after all the stuff was inserted and everything. And uh, and pick lines in this uh, medical terms. And uh, and then after the valve was inserted, my heart was, I hope I'm saying it right, shocked back into beating again. And, and uh, Dr. Al-Qadi, I say it different every single time, but I thank God for him. And once again, you know, my family gets upset and stuff, but I don't really need doctors and surgeons to be kind. I don't need them to be benevolent and I'm less concerned about bed manners as I am with your, yes. with your work acumen, yes. with your work history. And, and in my research, what I found out is if you're going to have a heart attack or a stroke, the best, one of the best cities to be in is Syracuse. Yes. And one of the best hospitals to go to is to St. Joe's. And the particular surgery that I had, uh, um, TAVR, T-A-V-R, stands for what I can't remember right now, but uh, the type of surgery, the valve replacement, it went off without a hitch. Um, the valve went in like a fish in water. Um, every time I, amen. Just give me a little testimony, amen. Um, if we can get a reader for uh, Mark, the sixth chapter, starting at the 45th verse. And, and, uh, and uh, subsequently, I went out on Wednesday, came home on Friday, and um, and I've been and I've been feeling better and better every day since. Amen. Amen. I thank God for Mother Hill for her for her home continuing to be available. I came home from the hospital um, once again, no stairs, and uh, was able to just rest and just and just do nothing. Did nothing for two and a half weeks, Amen. and uh, I fought cabin fever. And, and I literally did nothing. Um, uh, bathroom, bedroom, and I didn't even have to go to the kitchen. Uh, Sister Trish, Mother Hill, and my son, Keith, they just circled the wagon, and I lacked for absolutely nothing. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and a, a great start to my road to recovery. So I wanna thank you all for your prayers. Amen. They were felt every time I'm about to go under, I can just about count down the seconds. And um, when the drip starts, I can just about feel it. And I, and I know the routine. And I'm laying on the gurney and they're strapping everything up. And, and it's cold. And, and it's cold liquid to clean. And, and I know the routine. And I can, and just about when I'm about to under, I just look up at the ceiling. Because I've already said all the prayers that I can pray. Amen. Amen. I mean, at some point, you just got to yeah, go under. And, um, but I wink at the ceiling. I am so confident, I am so confident that there may be tens of hundreds praying for me, but there are tens of millions of angels packed in that operating room. Amen. Saints, I wanna encourage you. Don't you ever think that you're in this thing alone. That's gonna be the topic of our sermon today. Don't you ever think that you're in this by yourself. You may think nobody's calling me, nobody's praying for me, no one, but you know what? Man may fail you, or they just may not, they're doing it. They may just not be meeting your expectations Amen. for bringing you soup or bringing you. 
Amen. But don't you ever forget that the, the prophet Elijah's servant came outside the tent four or five o'clock in the morning and saw the entire Syrian army. Amen. And he ran back in the tent and said, Sir, wake up, wake up. We're surrounded by the Syrian army. And he got up lazily, wiped the sleep out of his eyes, yawned, and imagined the servant like, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing? We're, we're about to be killed. And he, he just kind of touched him, opened up spiritual eyes, and he said, look along the mountain ridge. And the servant's eyes were opened into the spirit realm. See, we can't, the Bible says, be not afraid of men's faces. And he you gotta, you gotta, you have to have eyes that look beyond the flesh, that look beyond your torment, that look beyond your toiling, that look beyond the rough seas, that look beyond the barren land and whatever that barren land. It may be finances, it may be health, it may be damaged relationships. I, 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 I there's, there, there are too many variants of what we, of what the human condition go through. But we've got to be able to look beyond that and look into the spirit realm. And what did the servant see? He saw, he saw innumerable chariots with angels of fire. And then he looked back and said, we're going to be all right. Turn to your neighbor and say, no matter what you're going through, you're going to be all right. Give God praise. I'm going to refrain from touch three people because, you know, we can't find any alcohol. And if you find... If you find alcohol with 60%, don't drink it, pour it. <laughs> or go to Sister Sharon's house because she's got 45,000 bottles. Sister Sharon Pearson, she's been forecasting this for about 10 years. <laughs> Call for us, Sister Sharon. She'll just spray you. <laughs> I don't care what you think. You don't have to like me. But we... Sister uh, Janine. You're going to read for me? God bless you, dear. There's such an aura around you. I pick on you a lot. And spiritually. But I'm, I'm only... John the Baptist came out of the wilderness and said, I'm, I'm just a voice in the wilderness. And there's such an aura around you. And, 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 and God said, you're walking into a season where... You're going to be a, a small fish in a big pond, and you're going to, I see it now, and it's professionals. It's not, it's not even professionals. Um, one of the richest men in the world did a live podcast and smoked a joint. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a multi-billionaire. He, he created, he founded and created PayPal. That's where a bulk of his money came from. Um, uh, eBay bought PayPal for, I don't know, $30, 40000000000 billion. And then his wife divorced him. Yay. Oh, all y'all women, y'all should have been tripping right there. In a good way. Half, Eddie, half. You got to go back for that. Amen. And uh, she, um, <laughs> she got a Telsa. One Telsa a year for life, and part of the divorce agreement, and walked away with about four billion dollars. But he he's putting spacecraft into space, personal. In about five or six years, you and I can go into space in one of his. It's called SpaceX. There's a Telsa, a owner of one of the 
businesses across the street has a Telsa, electric vehicles, and now they have the, the X3 and so forth. Um, so just because you're wealthy and have money doesn't mean you're smart. And in a live broad, in a live podcast, he was he he had this blunt. I mean, it was this big. And of course, it went viral, and the stock prices of Tulsa spiked. And his board came together and actually demoted him from president of the board for a season because he just so just because people have money doesn't mean they're smart. How many doctors and surgeons and administrators do you know have book smarts, but they lack common sense? They don't even have, in your profession, can I talk? They don't have common sense, right? And you'd think because they're, they've reached the ascension, presidents and, and Dr. Carly Lacey, can I talk to you for a minute? And you think some of the things that you're doing is like, you, didn't, you don't learn that in college, you learn that in your house. <laughs> didn't your mama teach you better than that? Am I right? Mm -hmm. And you look at some professionals and you think, wow, how did you even get to where you are? Right. Mm -hmm. Daughter, you're going to find yourself in short order because your book learning, you said something to me about a month ago. You said, Pastor, I don't know if I should continue further education. He said, I don't even know if I have enough time to do another four years or eight years. You're feeling in your spirit, something in your soul is telling you that the fuse has already been lit on your rocket. And you're going to have to hang on with every seat belt, every, you know, the cartoons and, and Popeye, whatever's on a rocket, and Willie Coyote lights the rocket. Come on, I wish I had some help. Do we forget about cartoons? Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner and, 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 and Tweety. Tasmanian Devil and Tweety and, and who was the cat? Salon, uh, Sylvester. Sylvester the Cat. Come on, I want you to have some help. See, this was before cable. This was before the internet. That's true. Amen. Amen. Your parents just sat down and said, boy, you better watch, watch this thing for eight hours. <laughs> amen. Me and Trish didn't raise our children. Amen. Uh, uh, Transformers raised them. <laughs> Who were the little... Amen. Let me, let me get on track here. And you're going to be sitting in a room with people that you're going to feel outmatched. You're going to feel but God said, I just need your aura. I just need your presence in the company of people that are going to open up doors. That, 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 oh my, can I just talk? Can, I, can the Lord speak for a minute? Yes. He, this may answer some of the, the housing. Should I buy another house? Am I happy where I am? <coughs> Daughter, I see you living in executive housing. Six, seven thousand square foot feet executive housing. You're going to enter into a realm where you're not even paying a mortgage. And you, you're going to live in, in cribs, MTV cribs houses. Multiple? You, you, you taking it right to where God wants it. Let's give God praise for his word. As, as before she reads, I'm going to give you a backdrop. Mark the sixth chapter. The sixth chapter, Jesus feeds 5,000 people. And, uh, and um, the scriptural context. And uh, as we examine the scriptures, but the time does not allow us to do that. Um, uh, um, as soon as Sister uh, Janine 
finishes reading the scripture, I'm on the clock. <laughs> Just I'm trying to fit all this in before she reads. The scriptural context is Jesus does all these miracles and everything, and he goes into a a desert place. It just simply means there's no resources to get some rest. Amen. And uh, and people are following from the countryside because the word spread. And um, you know Jesus was on everybody's Facebook page, and they follow him. And he wants to rest. He wants to pray and recharge and re-energize and get his disciples and do some do some one-on-one teaching. And um, in John, in Mark, the sixth chapter, um, early on, and I implore you to read it um, along with Philemon, Bananas, awesome reading. And uh, Jesus says, I want to have a conference. You all have gone out, and I want to take some time with you alone to see how your journeys were as you went out and healed and, and delivered and taught. And, and the people would not let Jesus do this. They followed him out to a barren place. And um, as Jesus ministered, and then uh, the disciples turned to Jesus and said, all right, um, 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 let, let's let them disperse. And then someone said, I don't know if it was Peter or Philip, but someone said, well, there's no weapons here. They've come out and they're here. They're not leaving. Um, um, now they've got spiritual food, but now they're here. We're in a barren place. And contrary to just reading and not reading the scriptures our own selves, you don't need me to tell you everything. You just need to read and break down and it, just read. And, and, uh, but I implore you to read this chapter. And contrary to popular belief where we say Jesus fed 5,000, he did not. Jesus told the disciples, and you can read it for yourself in Mark 35 through 37. I'll read this. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Wegmans is closed. Um, uh, 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 all of the food uh, is off the shelves, along with all of the uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, uh, verse 36, send them away that they may go into the country about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. Verse 37, and he, Jesus, answered and said unto them, and your Bible, King James, is in red, give you them to eat. Right. It's a little play on words, but it's so easy to say because we just kind of hear preachers and, and over the years, and we never read, really read it for ourselves, where we say, Jesus fed them. No, Jesus said, I am preparing you. I'm going back to my Father. I'm preparing you to do the work as if I'm not here. So no, I'm not, I'm not feeding them. You feed them. Figure it out. Amen. Well, the disciples are like, well, we've done no miracles. We, you, we're living off of your, we're living off of your reputation. You're the one who healed the withered hand. You're, you're the one who touched the woman's back 18 years and her back straightened out. Uh, you're the one who healed the centurion's son. You're the one who's doing all of this. And that's why Jesus said in John, and, and later on in John, he said, you shall do even greater things. It's not a greater miracle. A miracle, if your leg grows back, it's a miracle. I give you to a greater miracle. But in numbers, you will do greater things. I'm, I'm preaching right now. Amen. So just to bring into clear focus, Jesus does not feed the people. He told his 12 disciples, you figure it out. You watch me do this thing. You figure it out. Saints, you've, you've, you've seen me speak prophetically. And now all those have the prophetic gift. Now you do it. Amen. Amen. Ah. Amen. 
you've seen someone healed in your midst. Now you go out and heal. I've preached to you for 20 years. Now you go preach. Ah. Hey, 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 hey. Is that all right? Hey, amen. And we're witnessing the apostolic anointing in the ministry right now. Every time I'm in, I've never told anyone no that they couldn't go preach. I've never told anybody. No. In fact, go with my Go. Ellen Jones is doing funerals now. People in the secular realm don't even have a church. Don't even have been to church. They're calling them to do funerals. What is God doing? He's bringing the Holy Spirit out of these four walls and into the world. He's taking the word into the desert. Dr. Lacey, you're taking the word into the desert. Sister Janine, you're taking the word into the, into the desert barren medical field where God is not honored. But yet he's honored in all. OCC, got two right here where God is not honored. The school system, Deaconess Jones, where God is not. Look at all. Look at all of the 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 the, the, the uh, uh, well. God is there, but uh, Mother Hill, three four days a week, going going to the Dunbar Center, bringing God with her. Brother uh, Elder James Lacey, uh, taking God to arise and beyond. Look how God is ministering in desert places. So now. Jesus has said, okay, this is it. <laughs> now they took five, we you know, five loaves and two fishes. And it was not 5,000. In, in, in biblical days, they only counted men. They only counted men. So this, the actual account was 5,000 men. Now you take 5,000 men, maybe 4,000 were heads of households. And because they were a, it was a familial society where you had multiple generations living in one home. So you had grandparents, sometimes great-grandparents. I mean, look at the age, you know, sometimes 110, 150 years old. You may have had great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, children living in the same household, nieces and nephews, nephews. And, and, and so a household may have had 30 in it, or it may have just been a single person. So scholars, biblical scholars believe this could have been anywhere from 20 to 30,000 people that was fed. Does that make sense? So now five loaves of bread, two fish. They were multiplied. They, every time the basket went out, God just miraculously. But it was the disciples, the 12 disciples that went out. Jesus gave them the power. Y'all got power. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got some power. Start using it. Walk around your house and declare the works of the Lord. Come on. Go in your children's bedroom and, and pour some blessed oil on them. Let the head slip off the bed and, and wake up in the morning. That hair all matted together. And, and Lord, what happened? What, 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 what happened? That's blessed oil, baby. Husband acting crazy. Put some blessed oil in their shoe. I'm telling you, pray for your children before they go to school. Pray for them when they're asleep over them that God and angels would cover them in school. You have power. Exercise the power of your mouth. The word says the word of God is very nigh. Even unto my mouth. Speak it. Speak your millions. Amen. Let God tell you that you can't be a millionaire. But don't you just assume you can't be. Amen. 
I'll give it to them. It doesn't matter what you do with it, but the first responsibility you have is to build generational wealth. So before you give to the poor, before you give, you'll have you'll have much more to give. But what do you? But you 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 start building up IRAs and trust funds and all that other stuff, so that three generations later we'll have wealth. Everybody out on the table right now. Take thirty seconds. Since you I'm annoyed. I'm standing. Amen. But right now, I'm gonna give you thirty seconds to speak privately. Move your lips, but you don't have to say it out loud. To speak to God, to pour out of His heavenly treasure, generational wealth for you and your family. One, two, three, thirty. 29. Come on, y'all do it. Everybody. Sister Chartiste, you here? Bring your children up very quickly. Bring them up very quickly. This is the activity of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And between Deaconess Rivers, Elder Carleen Lacey, and Elder Yulon Jones. The, the atmosphere has been set. Bring them up. Just let me lay hands on them real quick. I don't even need oil or anything. God said, if you did this just now, what the prophet just said, trust God, and so shall be established. Believe in the prophet, so shall you prosper. God will establish you, but my voice shall cause you to prosper. Dr. Carleen just said it. If the prophets speak wealth over your life, it's coming. Amen. And the only reason it doesn't is because you don't believe it. Then hold, then hold your right hand. God said so much wealth is coming to you. The real estate, the businesses, the, the mentoring of young women, not just in business but in life. You don't have you don't have to wait till you're 40. You have enough experiences right now to, to speak to a 12-year-old, speak to a 14-year-old, speak to a 15-year-old. Don't do this. Don't do that. Follow me. Let's go get something to eat. Go to the go to their maybe single mother. Can 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 I hang out? Can I take him in and go to Panera Bread or something and just talk? Because see, it's not always what we say, it's just our presence and it just souls in. The synergy of energy flowing one to another. Alright? You're your, these two children will be the second generation of generational wealth. Amen. 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 And there's mama right there. You're going back to your seats. That's it. Amen. Let's give God praise. Sister Janine. She's going to read uh, Mark, uh, the sixth chapter, verses 45 through 52. Jesus tells the disciples, get in a boat and go to Bethesda. I'm going to stay here. This is physically. You get in a boat, go to Bethesda. I still haven't got my prayer. I came into the desert to get away and do a little one-on-one -on -one teaching. That didn't happen. 30,000 people followed us. You know, they, 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 they followed us into the swamps in Cicero. Uh, we did. We, we we created miracles in the midst of mosquitoes and 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 all that and e e e and all that stuff. And but I still haven't been energized by my father alone. Jesus said, "I'm going to go to a mountaintop where because anybody going to follow me up where goats are. I, I'm going to go somewhere where nobody follow me. Get some rest. You take a boat." to Bethesda, and I'll meet you on the other side. The disciples never questioned, well, if we get in the boat, how are you going to get to the other side? Y'all got to see something in the spiritual here today. 
So that's the, that's the scriptural context. So now 30,000 people have been fed. Jesus did not feed them. He commanded the disciples, you figure it out. Grab some power for yourself. Learn to do some stuff on your own. I've taught you enough. I've sowed into your life enough. Give me some time to go through some operations. Give me time to recover. The church doesn't stop. In fact, the church ought to be moving forward at lightning speed because you've seen enough to go on with while I'm on the mountaintop. I'm not just having all this stuff just to have it. Amen. I'm having some mountain experiences. Amen. God is showing me stuff that I never would have seen. <laughs> Amen. Go through what I've been through. You, you, you'll take some time Amen. to be with God. Read, daughter. And straight, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida. While he, while he sent away the people, and when he had sent them away. He departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw can I, that... Can I, can I stop you? Yes. Remember, the disciples were on the ship, and he, Jesus alone, was on land. Amen. So this is the physical properties. Twelve on a ship, and maybe a few others. And in a physical ship, going across a lake and Jesus was alone physically on a mountain. Go ahead. And he saw them toiling and rowing. Stop. Your King James says, now Jesus is on land. The disciples are on water and the waves become so bad, the storm comes so bad that the ship is in peril of sinking. Jesus sees it in the spirit. Ah. I'm just give y'all a second to catch up with that. Jesus sees your court cases. Jesus sees your child in trouble. Come on, y'all get vocal with me. Y'all talk back. James Brown, call and response. Let, let me know where let me know I'm in the right house. Jesus sees. He, he sees not your rowing. The rowing, the rowing is, is, is just what you do naturally. You go to work. It's the cares of life. But here he says, now I see you doing your work, but I see you toiling in work. And Jesus said, I came so you don't have to toil. You got some stuff coming. You got some stuff coming without the work that you're going through. You got some miracles coming that's not going to come through your work. You got some financial blessings that's not coming through your 401. I need to slap something. I got one good hand. I wish I could slap something. I'm going to slap. Come on. I'm going to slap. You got some financial blessings that are not coming through overtime. You got some miracles that are not coming through your blood pressure medication. You got some prison doors that are swinging open, not because you got the best lawyer you can afford, but because you have Jesus seeing you toiling in rowing. The King James Version says, and he saw them toiling in rowing. 
You're supposed to roll. The curse of Adam, because he sinned, was that you will toil in pulling stuff out of the ground. That's not what's wrong. What's wrong is God already caused some roses to come up with the thorns. But God said, I'm going to cause you to get the rose without the thorn. One of my favorite colognes. It's called Prada Loan. It's got a little French thing, you know, loan. It means made for men. So if there's a loan uh, that you see on a men's perfume, cologne, it means that it was first made for the woman. And, 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 and it has iris in it. And here's how you get iris. Iris is a plant. It takes two tons of the bulb of an iris, which is probably about that big. You know you have bulbs, carnations before they takes two tons of the of just the bulbs of the iris plant and it must ferment for two to five years. You ready for this? To get one eighth of an ounce of essential oil. So, Prada Lom, ew, in toilet. It's quite expensive. You got to know your stuff. See, we're talking about some wealthy folk. Amen. You got to get past government bread and cheese and, 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 and living day to day and pulling these things out of our mouth and always talking about how bad things are. You got to see something in the spirit realm, and it takes work. Satan wants you to toil in thought. He wants to... He wants to he wants so many storms in your mind that, 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 that when you think about being financially free, when you think about being free from rheumatoid arthritis, when you think about your children being free and saved and sanctified and filled with the precious blood of the Holy Ghost, y'all pray for me. When you're trying to think in your mind and break through all the, all the cement in your mind and see yourself about, 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 about having money at the end of the month and not just to have money at the end of the month, but to be a blessing to other people. When you go to pay tithes and when you, and when you want, Lord, I want to pay tithes, but I don't want to have the struggle with paying tithes. I want to break through. God said, I see your struggle in the spirit, and in the spirit, I'm going to free you, and in your flesh, it will be manifested. But know today that God sees you toiling. He sees your trouble. He sees your sleepless nights. Woo! He sees you. He sees you stuck in the mud. He sees you're walking, but it's not, I'm not going anywhere. Amen. He sees I'm making this money, but I don't see any produce in it. Amen. He sees your struggles. He sees you struggling with childhood issues. He's, I, don't, I, I do me, Teresa, and Kimberly did not come from a broken home. Because Mother Hill and my grandmother, Mother Hazel Moore, they did not create a broken home. Because our father and Mother Hill's husband was absent, it did not create brokenness. I wish I had some help. So somebody else may say they came from a broken home, but I tell you, we came from a healed home. Ah, then God sent great men, and even in my own family, my, starting with my uncle, 
my uncle Ben and and then and then uh, and 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 then uh, Uncle Sammy and Uncle Zach and I'm talking about within my own biological family and then the church family, the men. I can't I can't they're too numerous to name right now. Deacon Lofton, mother hell, I still rem I still have memories of Deacon Lofton uh, sitting on the uh, uh, sitting on that bench praying and I'm like, Lord, does he know English? Because the only words I heard him say was ah. But they were praying for you and me. And God saw the toiling in the spirit. And they were praying, Lord, don't let slavery and all this stuff come upon our generations. And we were free from it. And then we got to see the Cosby show in a way that presented us like in a way we never saw ourselves before. Saints, you are free. Somebody jump up and give God praise. Praise him. Free. I am free. I am free from the struggles of life. God is getting in my boat. All right, daughter, finish reading. I'm going to stop talking. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out, for, all, for, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Let's give God praise for the reading of his word. God bless you. Three points. Deacon, 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 look at me funny right now. I want you to consider that last verse. The disciples are in a boat physically, and it's about to go under. The boat is about to capsize. When the wind is blowing the, the sea into the boat, and it's about to capsize. This is not the story where Jesus was sleeping in the bottom of the boat. This is a different story. Jesus is physically on a mountain. But Jesus spiritually sees them toiling and rowing. They're rowing, but they're not going anywhere. I wish I could talk to somebody. They're working, but they're not going. But it just seemed like, yeah. You're talking, I'm talking about adult kids. You're talking to your kids, and you're sewing into them. And, 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 but it just seemed like. I'm working. I'm on time. I'm five minutes early. I'm. Um, um, I'm, I'm five minutes late leaving, and, and I'm working through lunch, but it's the, every promotion seems to overlook me. So as they're toiling in rowing, they see Jesus on the water. But because they consider not... Now, you got to catch this now. Jesus didn't produce the miracles... The miracle of the five walls and two fish. He said, you do it. Because you've got to get used to God, the Holy Spirit, working through you. Amen. And you not just observing it. Amen. I want you to be partakers in it. Because I'm not going to be here that long. I've got to get you to practice to preach. Amen. Amen. When we started our ministers doing communion, I would leave. Because I didn't want 
I didn't want our ministers doing communion, looking over your shoulders. So I would, I would leave. I'm like, well, where's pastor? You got to learn to do this on your own. And what was produced? Y'all, y'all started taking your own spin on communion. You started taking it to new levels. Last Sunday, I got word, it's last Sunday's communion was just bananas. And I think it all started with Mother Hill. Like, she just, can I do a different twist? And I'm like, yeah. Amen. Uh, 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 raising offerings, I would leave. Because, because if you're looking over your shoulder for confirmation, then you're never going to have the confidence to do it on your own. Now we have ministers at the rescue mission. We have ministers going into Baptist church. I wish I had some help. Nothing to nothing wrong with that. Amen, amen. We have, we, the King's Healing Room is, is pretty consistently in 2019 and 2020, we're represented in London. And guess what? Folk are being saved in London. Wow. Come on, let's give God praise. We're getting reports back. Pastor, a soul came to Christ in London. Is that okay to be in spot? That's horrible. Three points. Everybody say produce, produce protect, protect provide. provide. God gave Adam two commands before Adam relinquished the word, the world that he that was given to him by God, and he relinquished it to Satan by sin. Watch this. Dress and keep. Dress means to beautify, keep means to protect. Amen. The snake never should have gotten the defense. Amen. But here's what God did before he created Adam. He produced the garden, and every herb and fruit was in the field. He protected it with flaming seraphims. This is just Genesis 1 and 2. And then he provided. Let me give you, this is the law of the garden. Everybody say the law of the garden. Produce, protect, and provide. Think of yourself in a garden. When you became saved, God placed you in a garden. He didn't place you in a barren place. When he, where he placed you, he produced it, he protected it, and he provides for it. He produces for you, he protects you, and he provides for you. Just because you are laboring in rowing doesn't mean that God's still not producing for you. It's just what happens is Satan comes to bring waves in our, in our life so that we don't see the spirit of Jesus. And we're looking at the flesh of Jesus. The disciples, how can this be Jesus when he's on a mountain? How many here have ever, adults have ever had to do chores? Come on now. Come on, you couldn't watch Soul Train. <laughs> Couldn't watch cartoons. Scooby-Doo. We just went through all that. Doesn't matter how, what house. You can read it in German. Doesn't matter, right? There was something that you couldn't do until you had did your chores. Well, imagine this. Imagine this. The child did not produce the bathroom. The child did not protect the bathroom. And the child did not provide for the toilet paper for, I'm just using the bathroom because that's one of the chores that is, common chores. All the child had to do was dress and keep. Oh, y'all work with me. Is this too deep? Is it too deep? 
Let us not forget point number one. That God is producing, protecting, and providing for us. No matter what you think you're going through. No matter how bad things get, don't forget that God is still providing for you. I don't care how many body parts are lopped off. I can't forget that God is still producing in my life. He's still protecting me. I am in a garden bubble. Amen. Y'all can't stop my praise. Amen. Emergency room can't stop my praise. Amen. I got family members here. I'm just as stupid and crazy at home as I am here. This is not, I don't turn the switch on when I get here. I'm just as goofy as I am anywhere else. Come on, I ain't sitting at home crying and, and woe is me. Come on, I'm watching TV. I'm going out and, and I called Kiosk off Trish last night and, 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 and she was in for the night. Mother Hill was in for the night. And I know it's kind of late, but I had a taste for a juicy, fat, greasy burger, juice running all down my lips and stuff. And I said, Keith, take me to, to where did I go? Where did we go? Uh, Cheesecake Factory, 10 o'clock at night. We went to Cheesecake Factory. And guess what we got? I said, Keith, it's on me. Let's go. Keith was waiting at the door. Let's go, man. 10 o'clock at night. All that grease, I know I ain't no business doing it, but I have, I have a zest and a zeal for life because God has filled me in. I am still in his garden. God has not taken me once I gave my life to Christ. He took me out of the world and placed me in his garden. Once you receive Christ, he plucked you out of Satan's hands in the grips of hell and Gehenna and in this world. And he said, I'm placing you in the garden where I produce for you. I protect for you. I provide for you. All you have to do is dress and keep this stuff. Every time you tithe, you are keeping. Every time you buy bananas for somebody, bacon for somebody, you are providing. Every time you speak good words, you are dressing. I come to encourage you this morning. You're not doing anything wrong. Satan just wants you to think that your boat is sinking. But I got something to tell you. Look through the mist. Look through the waves. And you're going to see Jesus getting on your boat. Jesus is in your house. Jesus is in your paycheck. Jesus is in your blood pressure medication. Jesus is in your diabetes medication. Jesus is in your house. He's in your home. He's in your parents' home. Sister Trish, Jesus is in your mother's boat. We look at the flesh, but Jesus is walking on water towards you. I don't care how rough the waters look. I don't care how bad things look. I don't care what the doctor's report is. I don't care how low your 40k is. I don't care what I, I don't care what your monthly status is and how bad the economy doing is. Coronavirus is affecting the stock market. My 40k is going down. I don't care how much you look at all that stuff, but you better look at your deposits and tithes and offering because that's where your blessings coming from. My help coming from the Lord. You gotta see supernatural and not natural. The disciples got caught on the natural, but Jesus was walking on the supernatural. They received not the miracle of the 5,000 and forgot about feeding 30,000 people with five sardines and two two loaves of bread. 
you ought to start counting the miracles. I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the miracle of five years ago. I wouldn't even be in my right mind if God didn't keep me in his garden. Why am I messing up now? Why am I thinking of failure now? God kept you and you didn't even know you needed to be kept. Point number two. Until now, the disciples were only witnesses to Christ's miracles. Now, for the first time, their own faith needed to be exercised to receive a miracle. Up until the 5,000, let me do the homework for you. Up until now, Jesus was doing the miracles. It was the hem of Jesus' garment, not the hem of Philip's garment. Not the hem of Mark's garment. Not the hem of Levi or Matthew the tax collector's garment. It was the hem of Jesus' garment. It wasn't Peter that turned around and said, my virtue has left me who touched me. It was Jesus. It wasn't, it, 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 it wasn't the disciples that the centurion came and said, I am a man of authority. I understand authority. Speak a word, my servant was healed. It wasn't Peter who said, your servant is healed. They were witnesses to this. But at some point, Jesus said, you know what? Your mama's prayers is great, but you know what? I'm going to remove everybody out of your little crying circle. Every time you go to call and pray for me, ain't nobody going to answer. Why all my friends? Why ain't nobody? I was there for everybody. Maybe it's not that they don't want to be there for you. Maybe the phone is ringing and the caller ID. And when you go to Andrew, God said, don't answer. Because they're going to have to learn how to pray through on their own. Maybe it's time for you to be the producer of the miracle and not the recipient of the miracle. Point number three, and I'm done. God sees you toiling, but the question is, do you see him boarding? Let, 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 let me rephrase this. God sees your struggle, but do you see God on board? sees your suicidal thoughts. God sees you afraid to love again. God sees your violations. I don't know why people go through what people go through. I, I don't know. A woman was convicted this past week to life in prison under 30 years old. Her six, seven-year-old daughter asked for cereal in 2017. She killed her daughter and beheaded her. And when her father-in-law discovered this child's body, she stabbed him in the head and in the back. 
She took a shower. She beheaded her daughter. She took a shower. And naked, sat on her couch and called the police. And when she was interrogated on why she did this, absolutely true. Her answer was, I was told that my daughter and my father-in-law were aliens and that if I killed them, their real bodies would come back to life. Satan has this world in his grip. And you may think you're holding on by a thread, but let me tell you, you got the whole garment of righteousness wrapped around you. You may think that you're one night, or you may think that you're struggling in your sleep, and Lord, I, I can't see, Pat, blah, 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 but let me tell you something. You don't know how close Jesus is to you. The disciples forgot in the same day. God bless you, son. I hear you. The disciples didn't even comprehend the miracles that had just come through their hand. I'm telling you, saints. The only reason you still have a house is because of the miracle. The only reason you still have your right mind is because of a miracle. The only reason your lungs and your heart and your, that your 20s and 30s, you didn't kill yourself. That you weren't killed. That you didn't receive a life-threatening STD in our 20s. I'm going to talk to somebody. better. Guns and houses. Crazy stuff that's going on in the environment that the POTUS, President of the United States, has set on this nation. God sees what you're going through. But that's not the comfort. The comfort is can you see Jesus boarding your situation? If this is all, if that's all, I hope y'all can just receive it just like that. Let us stand. supernatural prayer upon this entire ministry and today according to this scripture God called us to believe from hope to hope from faith to faith to miracle to miracle let us consider that the only reason you're a candidate for the miracle that you're seeking now is because of the miracles that have gotten you to where you are now September 10th. I hear you. I hear you, son. September 10th, 1984. The day I'll always remember. But that was the day when my kidneys died. Then the doctor said, you will only live 10 years. That is the span of the life of a kidney Dallas patient. But when I die and receive Jesus Christ, I'm 36 years on. September 10th, 19, September 10th, 2020 will be the diagnosis of end-stage renal failure. 
medically, my, the heart that they said was bad is 300 years old. The limbs that they took off were 300 years old. The two fingers that they took off were 300 years old. I can preach to myself. The breath that I breathe through the lungs is, is theoretically 300 years old. I'm a vampire, y'all. You know I ain't living on man's time. You know I ain't living on... Can I go Ebonics? Y'all know I... Sister Sandra, you know I ain't living on doctor's time. Come on, I'm at the point now. Doctors say stuff, and I'm just like, and? I'm like, y'all don't have no more control over my life than the man on the moon. I thank God for your doctors. I thank God for your PhD. I thank God for your university studies. I thank God for your, the surgeon's steady hand. I really do thank God for you. But I, my, all my thanks and credit go to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because I'm living in his garment. Jesus is on my boat. That gurney looks like there's only room for one. But guess what? In the spirit, there's 10,000 angels following me. Don't you ever think being perverse this morning. I don't care where you're living, how you're living, who you're living. You are not alone. And if you can give God praise for that, I think I can be done. One, two, three. climate weather because he came to produce, protect, and provide for you. You got to see, yo, that if you declare, if you declare that your car, next car is going to be debt-free, and don't start looking at the $200 cars because that's, that's not a miracle. Stretch your faith. Jesus put the disciples in a predicament where they didn't have enough bubble gum. They didn't have a can of sardines. He said, I'm going to put you in a position where you're going to feed 30,000 people with some dried fish and some Wegmans bread. Dry, crusty old bread. God wants to stretch your faith in the midst. God's not going to catch you when you get your tax returns, when everything's flush. God's going to get you when you're struggling. And then he's going to say, now's the time. Put your name in it. Say, say, your name is the time. So I'm going to give you an example. Brian, now's the time. You repeat, put your name. Clyde, now's the time. To produce some fish. Put your name in it. Now's the time. To produce some bread. I, your name, promise you God, I will not forget this miracle that you're about to produce in the next 72 hours, that when the next miracle comes, I won't forget the fish, I won't forget the fish, I won't forget the fish, I won't forget the fish. I won't forget the fish. 
I won't forget the fish. I won't forget the fish. I won't forget saving my child. I won't forget saving my mind. I won't forget saving me from prison. I won't forget. As we leave this place, but not from your presence. Watch over and keep it until we meet again in Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God.